Welcome to Christmas Eve at our Savior's Lutheran Church. We are glad to have you worshiping with us tonight. I remind you that there is a bulletin available for download on our website at oslme.com so that you can follow and sing along with all of the Christmas carols tonight. Tonight, at the close of our worship service, as is our tradition here on Christmas Eve, you will be invited to light a candle as we sing Silent Night together. If you were a part of our drive through Christmas Eve blessing earlier this evening, you were given a candle for this service. But regardless, whatever candle you have on hand will do. Let us enter now into this time of worship on this holy night as we gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We have beheld Christ's glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thank you. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence, and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own town to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver a child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night then an angel of the lord stood before them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid percy i am bringing you good news of great joy for all people to you is born this day in the city of david a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom, whom he favors.
angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made know what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all those words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. Grace and peace to you this Christmas Eve, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Welcome to this holy time of worship. Welcome to the quiet of this night, to this very unique Christmas Eve. I've been thinking a lot lately about how much our little Wigdall family traditions have been formed in and around our church traditions, in and around my church responsibilities. I've been a pastor now for over 20 years, longer than I've been married or been a parent. And my personal roles have been formed in and around my pastoral role. It's so weird to imagine what a Christmas Eve at home will feel like. After the drive-through blessing tonight at church, I won't be staying around for a 10 p.m. worship. You won't be showing up on Christmas Eve in droves to squeeze together in a pew while all dressed up in your Christmas best, after having searched frantically for a parking spot, wishing you had come just a little bit earlier so you didn't have to sit in the front pew, up by me. No, none of the normal chaos will be happening this year. The joyful, sometimes stressful chaos that is Christmas Eve. No, this Christmas, no matter who you are, pastor or not, will be different. And I do feel a heaviness, especially for those of you who are facing the hardest differences this year. I feel your sadness. And as your pastor, I wish so much that I could lift some of it for you. 
which it just so happens I hope to do. But it's really not any of my doing, in truth. For the central part of my calling as your pastor is to preach the gospel, to preach the good news, which is all really God's doing. For it is into the darkness of our world that Christ comes. It is into the brokenness of our lives God's healing spirit blows. It is into our emptiness that God's love is poured. God is always present and at work in the darkness, in our brokenness, into our emptiness. God comes smack dab into the middle of it all, into our fear, our uncertainty, our loneliness, our lostness, our hurt, our anger. God comes into the world, into our lives. And the good news story we gather around tonight reminds us of how God makes God's home with us. God makes God's home with us through the simple and the ordinary, through a teenage mother, right? Through a simple carpenter father, through shepherds, and through wise men, shepherds not of high regard, wise men traveling from afar, alongside cattle and donkey, outside the realm of power and privilege, on an ordinary night in the hills of Galilee, a savior is born. On an ordinary night, through ordinary people, God works in extraordinary ways. It was an ordinary night a few years ago that I received a most extraordinary gift myself. I have shared this story before with you. I think in one of my very first Christmas sermons here at OSL, but my memory fails me just enough to not be sure. So now we can see how well your memory serves you. In any case, I wanna tell you again about an extraordinary gift that I once received many years ago now. But first, for a little background. When I was a child, I was given a gift that has moved along with me from place to place for most of my life. My grandmother gave me a little rocking chair when I was quite little. I remember loving how that chair was made just for me. It was just right for really important phone calls, as you can see. When I was 16 and my grandmother died, well, three of my grandparents actually died that same year. Um, it made that little rocking chair all the more dear to me. Even though I could no longer fit in it to make phone calls, that little rocking chair has remained with me as this sort of presence of my grandma and by extension, a presence of my whole family who live too far away. My daughter Eleanor has loved that chair too, by the way, and has now also outgrown it. When our little family moved to Eau Claire from Minnesota back in 2008, we packed up all our belongings in a big U-Haul truck, along with a little pull-behind trailer for our last additions and some more fragile items. That little rocking chair was placed carefully and safely in the trailer for the long drive. But we didn't get far like only two miles before what ended up being a faulty trailer went flying off into the ditch, all the contents inside smashed to pieces. 
When we surveyed the damage, not much was salvageable. The little rocking chair was shattered to pieces. Members of the congregation I served there asked what we lost of most significance. The little rocking chair was the only thing that came to mind. Well, we moved to Eau Claire and we started our new lives in Wisconsin. And I all but forgot about that little chair until a knock at the door with a visit from some old friends changed that. Rod and Marilyn, members of my former congregation, stopped to visit us on their way through Eau Claire, and they brought with them a little Christmas present. Rod and his son had gathered the splinters of wood that were once my little rocking chair and painstakingly repaired it. They matched the old stain through trial and error. They fashioned new pieces to replace many broken. In fact, they built a chair in structure far superior to the original. When they carried in that little chair, my heart just broke for their kindness, their thoughtfulness, and for seeing something salvageable where I could not, for seeing potential where I could not, for making it even better than before. And now, when I look at that little rocking chair, I love it even more. I now also see Rod and Marilyn, Marilyn who has since passed away. I see their friendship and support. I see the beauty of our time shared in faith and in community. I see the blessing of being part of that church community and part of the body of Christ in the world. I see all the ways that I've been served and have been able to serve others. I see the ways in community we've helped one another pick up and mend the broken pieces in life. God is born into the midst of everything that is broken. This year, into the midst of all that feels shattered in our lives, God comes smack dab into the middle of it all as God gets to work, as God is always at work, mending, healing, hoping, loving. God gets to work through nudging friends and neighbors to show up with masks on, bearing casseroles and prayers and waving hands outside at a funeral procession. God gets to work through coaxing phone calls and care packages. God gets to work through inspiring donations and meals. God gets to work through empowering us to make personal sacrifices in order to keep others safe. God gets to work in our hearts and minds. And then through our compassion, our patience, through our care and support of others, God gets to work through us. Christmas begins in a quiet barnyard stall and shines into and through the cracks of a broken, shattered world. The incarnation shines into and through the cracks of a broken and shattered world. And it happens anew. The incarnation is not just something we remember and celebrate tonight. It's something we participate in, like Mary and Joseph, like the shepherds and wise men, like my old friends who looked for the potential in some broken wood. The incarnation happens in our work of healing and mending, in our loving and caring and serving. This is the work God does through us. 
This is the work we are called to. Christ is born unto us. Christ is born into us. Christ is born through us. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas. Amen. take a moment to say thank you for all of the ways over this past year that you have continued to be generous, for the ways that you have supported the work of helping those in need here and in our community and in our ongoing ministry at our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to walk and follow in the ways of Jesus. We welcome your offering here to OSL and to our shared ministry. I invite you to send your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option that you can find on our website. As you listen now to some special music, I invite you to get a candle ready for singing Silent Night after our closing prayers.
Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Blessed are you, O Prince of Peace. You rule the earth with truth and justice. Send your gift of peace to all nations of the world. Blessed are you, O Wonderful Counselor. You enlighten hearts with your steadfast love. Empower your church that it might bear good tidings of great joy to all people. Blessed are you, Emmanuel. You promise to be with us even to the end of the age. Open our eyes to see your presence in all who are hungry, lonely, or homeless. Blessed are you, Son of Mary. You share our humanity. Have mercy on the sick, the dying, and all who suffer this day. Blessed are you, Son of God. You dwell among us as the Word made flesh. Reveal yourself to us in word and sacrament that we may bear your light to all the world. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill for all. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen.
May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the Magi, and the peace of the Christ child. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Share the joy of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.